Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 77 of So I've Been Told. Uh, my name is Adam Kramer and did a little something different with this episode. So a while back, if we're friends on Facebook, you probably saw me at a post about uh, doing some 20-year retrospectives on albums that came out in 2003. Um, Got busy, didn't really follow up on it, Uh, but a while back, myself and Justin Palmatier got together and we kind of did a walkthrough of all of the releases from Tooth and Nail, Solid State, Um, you know, it's all, all, you know, owned by Tooth and Nail, and uh, yeah, we just kind of walked through, talked about our thoughts on all of those releases. Uh, basically, it's two guys in their 30s talking about a lot of shows we went to in high school and early college. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. You know, if you like this format, uh, let me know and maybe we can do some more episodes like this. And since we recorded this episode, Justin released a single uh, with his new project called Think Again. The song is called Think Again and it rips. So I'm going to play that before you hear our conversation. So enjoy. Thanks for listening, everybody. jump in yeah. all right so we are going to talk about the tooth and nail cinematic universe releases of 2003 yeah. um because i haven't done i've been ta- i was talking about doing these ser- this series of like uh 2003 20 year retrospectives and then life got real busy so we're just gonna knock a bunch out and i'm here with justin palmatier hi that's and uh, he's been on the show before, as as you know, if you've been listening to the show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna 
yeah. go through the lists. And when you uh, when you grow up in church, there's only so much that you can listen to because your parents own you a little bit, right? And so, doing this tooth and nail thing is going to be a lot of fun because. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Uh, give give a little. Talk about this often because there's not a lot of other people that I meet yeah. that are in both like the like. I don't know, like uh, alternative music world and in the church world, and so like at some point, right? And so yeah, meeting Adam was great because it's like, oh, this is a person who's had a foot in these worlds at different times in his life as well, yeah, and like knows some of this stuff, and it's like sick. Finally, somebody that I can be like, let's nerd out about this very niche <laughs> yeah very niche but also like some of these records are were huge oh some of these records like, are huge still um, i'll argue when we get to it i'll argue them yeah <laughs> um so what was like what was your what was like your intro to tooth and nail like obviously that i'm assuming yeah. it goes back to earlier than yeah so i had three. a friend in church uh we were like friends with this family and he was way older than me and he like got me into MXPX and the Supertones and the Insiders and Goaty Hook, which most of those are tooth and nail bands. And yep. like from there, it was just like these bands are cool. And my parents bought me, I remember, I mean, like the very first thing tooth and nail I remember very vividly that I still have is the discography, is the videography. Oh, the yeah. DVD. Yeah. And it's like I go back to that sometimes and it's still, it's still it's, so much fun to walk sick. through, even though it's just crappy music videos yeah. from 1993 on yeah and like uh like recently i've gotten way more into like strong arm which is a band that i like kind of wrote off back in the day but like now i'm like i want to go back and watch that like i've gone back and watched that video again yeah. and i'm just like justin what were you this song <laughs> rules this band is sick yeah but yeah Star i mean Wars. that's my tooth and nail is like or hearing like Good Charlotte and Simple Plan, and then my parents being like, "We went into the Christian bookstore and we saw this <laughs> CD was listed for fans of." <laughs> yeah. And so we wanted you to have this good Christian message instead, and I'm like, "Okay, whatever. It sounds close enough." <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got I got an MXPX young, and then yeah. and for me too, like some of my intro as far as like knowing about this stuff was like. The pa like my pastor's son, who was like quite a few years older. I remember like seeing like a, like the nine the, nice nails, ninety, <laughs> not nine inch nails, uh, the, the ninety pound wuss cassette, which I, go. which I, wish I had that in my cassette collection. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like that that was kind of like a lot of my introduction to punk and yep. hardcore and all of these like underground yeah, yeah. things go back to tooth and nail. Yeah. I so. always say, like, P.O.D. got me into hardcore, but, like, my next jump point from P.O.D. would be Stretch Armstrong, which is yeah. a solid state. Yeah. Which solid state is a subsidiary of Tooth and Nail. So. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, the Tooth and Nail Extended Universe. Yeah. So, Tooth and Nail, BEC Recordings, uh, which oh. I don't even know if there's anything The Supertones were a BEC oh, yeah. band. But that wasn't that. I don't think anything... <sighs> didn't have a 2003 did they i didn't notice any when i was looking at the, at the wikipedia um and then uh solid state which is the label that put out um all the you know, other cool bands all the hardcore stuff <laughs> and Training for utopia yeah dude i wish i was going to furnace fest uh, that could be a whole separate podcast true true <laughs> um so yeah i mean we'll just we'll yeah. just start um yeah First song on the list is Dogwood. 
Is yeah. that a band that you have much familiarity with? Dogwood is a band. I listened to one of those records. Which record was it, Justin? Let's see if I can remember. I, I feel like I spent more time with some of the earlier records yeah. than I did with, with Seismic, the 2003 release. Yeah. Um, my, like, youth group, when I was in youth group, had, like, a big, like, library of CDs. And I yep. definitely remember um, spending a fair amount of time listening to, like, Building a Better Me. That's the one and, I was just uh, about to say. Yeah, and, and that Aragon. This is not a new album. Yeah. Those were the two that I um, knew pretty well. But I hadn't really listened to Seismic a lot, um, no. so it didn't really make a, a big impact on me. Yeah, I don't think I could tell you a single song that's on that record. Yeah. I listened to a couple minutes of it today okay. in preparation, and it sounds great. Um, I think at that point they've kind of moved a little bit further away from the the super cheesy Christian lyrics. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a whole... There's so many of these, like bands of like young teenage boys who were writing anti-abortion songs in the late 90s early yeah. 2000s which is kind of hey i mean even non-christian bands at the time were doing true. that true shout Wait. out another victim i think it is oh really one of those that one of those syracuse hardcore bands Weird. has like a yeah has a song that's like anti-abortion and yeah that's it yeah, and I mean, and, and you know <laughs> think whatever record, that's it. think whatever you want about about that subject Teenage boys in pop punk bands probably are not the people ha to handle. Teenage boys, end of sentence, should probably yeah. <laughs> forfeit their opinion for a number of reasons. Yes. Yeah. Uh, furthermore. Furthermore is a band I know the name. I don't know any of it, though. It's John Rubin before John Rubin. Oh, shoot. It's not John Rubin, actually. Oh, okay. But, like, it's, like, in the it's same, same vein of, like, nerdy christian white guy hip-hop yeah that's kind of fun but it's not nearly as fun as uh as john rubin cause, okay like i love john rubin i don't i don't yeah. even care like i'm saw uh well band we'll get to eventually on this list is bleach but like i saw john rubin uh i think he opened for bleach once out in canadagua that would make sense i, th I think they toured together a bunch back yeah. in the day we went out to Canadagua for that. Or it was two separate shows at the same church in Canadagua. Okay. That's why I'm like, I can't remember yeah. if they were together, if that was two separate shows. But yeah, John Rubin rules. I don't really know furthermore. I mean, I think they got lost with whatever, with, with the next band on this list. Yeah. And I just, like, every time I saw further, I thought of this band instead. <laughs> so. Yeah, which, interesting, they were back-to-back -back releases. If, if we're going on the Wikipedia page, which might not actually be accurate, but yeah. still... Uh, the next one is Further Seems Forever, How to Start a Fire, Talk to Me. This was my favorite Further Seems Forever <laughs> record for so long, and then I finally got smarter and listened to The Moon Is Down, like, all the way through, and I think, A, I think you need to mature a little to get, for me, I needed to mature okay. a little for The Moon Is Down to actually hit right, and I think How to Start a Fire has more of the, like, pop punk like bam bombastic feel like it's yeah. a little more like angry which is weird as a sophomore release right like usually a band's like first record is the one where it's like we're ready and we're gonna go yeah. and it's like faster it hits harder and then the second record is like we're old now and this is like more <laughs> relaxed or whatever but i would say further kind of did that in reverse they and it seems like tooth and nail like tooth and nail like really pushed that record oh yeah because like, i feel it was everywhere when i think about 
records from this era that like Tooth and Nail was like real like really behind in yeah. like advertising. Um, like, I remember this will take you back MP3.com. Yeah. And further seems forever being all over the okay. front page of that. Um, so I didn't know. Like I'm pretty sure I. No, I, t- I knew the moon is down before that. I okay. wasn't like into. I like I knew I'd heard songs. Yeah, I'd heard. Um, Snowbirds and townies. I'd seen the video. Yeah. So I grew up with uh, like a Christian satellite thing that we had. Oh, weird. Called Angel Dish Network, <laughs> and it had this channel called TVU that's based out of Ohio, and it was like the equivalent to today's like Air One. It was yeah. like the equivalent of this like. I mean, in Radio U, which is their radio thing, still exists if you're driving yeah. through Columbus. But they would do all of these bands, and they would get all their videos, and they would show them all day long. They would do, like, a top yeah. ten countdown thing. And so they had the Snowbirds and Townies video, and that's how I heard of this band, how I heard of Further Seems Forever. And I was yeah. like, wow, this song is sick. And then I never really dove into it, and then I heard the sound, and I was like, this song is even sicker than that other one. <laughs> and then I listened to the rest of that record, and it was just like, yeah, let's light this city ablaze. Let's yeah. do this. Like, well, this, this was also, like, before, <laughs> obviously before streaming, and I think it was just, yeah. like, I didn't have, I didn't have the record yeah. of The Moon Is Down. Yeah. And I had a friend who had How to Start a Fire, and it burnt it for me, because yep. that was That's how you got the time of, oh, yeah. of burning CDs. But, yeah, like, I think that, or like a lot of people, obviously, I don't know how it's I don't know how it's rated now because I feel like back in the day people used to be like the moon is down is is like the best and then everything else is, but I feel like it's kind of like kind of shifted. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on who you ask. I think it depends on like an age group maybe because my friends I remember in college my friends made fun of me for thinking <laughs> how to start a fire was better than the moon is down. And that was what, like, that was one of the things that started my, like, I need to give this record another chance. Is yeah. like, if I, am I miss, am I the, am I wrong? And I was like, I went back for it and I was like, I'm not wrong. Fire, How to Start a Fire is still better. <laughs> and then, like, a couple years ago, uh, this past year, I was going to Breakfast in Nashville. <laughs> and Further Seems Forever was playing OG Lineup. And they played Moon Is Down all the way through, like, so that means Chris Crabb was singing even. Yeah. And it was like, I was like, I gotta go back. And so I listened through it again, and I was just like, I have been wrong. <laughs> I have been wrong for a long time. This record is, in fact, better than How to Start a Fire. Uh, but, like, For This Seems Forever is a band that is 100% changed my life. Uh, like, and it's, like, wild, the connections that I've been able to make just being able to talk about this band. Uh, I worked at Halo Tattoo for a little while at okay. Marshall, and I think I put on a, a Further Seems Forever record one day because I was just bored and I like, yeah. would control the music sometimes. And DJ Rose was just like, who is this? And I was like, oh, it's this band, Further Seems Forever. And he's like, I love their third record. Interesting. He's like, Hide Nothing is one of my favorite records. Can you put that on instead? And I was like, I guess. I was like, I don't like this record. John Bunch's voice doesn't sit with me as well as like Jason or Chris. Yeah, yeah. It took a long time to grow on me. That's, that's exactly what I was gonna get to, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. And as soon as we listened through it again, I was just like, okay, I've been wrong again, and this record 
sits. I mean, it's still my third place. Yeah. But, like, yeah. And, like, it was just wild to be, like, DJ of Path and Resistance? <laughs> you want to listen to Further Seems Forever? Why? <laughs> yeah. It feels Res- like a band you'd make fun of, not, like, want to listen to. Yeah. But, Rest yeah. in peace, John Bunch. Yeah, man, that's the part that is pretty I feel, bad. But. And I, I feel like that, that, like, maybe part of the critical reassessment has happened with that record yeah. since he passed. Oh, yeah. Because it was, it was this odd, like, one-off... But, like, people knew him from Sensefield. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Which is also a great band. Yeah. I went back for Sensefield after I fell in love with Hide Nothing. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Uh, How to Start a Fire is easily an S-tier record. True. I, I agree. I also and would put it in the S-tier. Yeah. If we were... If, if I was if gonna... If we were like, actually going through yeah, and tiering... Yeah, if we were gonna make a graphic <laughs> and whatever, but, like, I'm too... I'm too busy for all that. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that that record... All three of their records have kind of stood the test of time for me yeah and like they're great revisits also i mean talking about like going back to you know we were talking about stronger earlier i don't remember if we were recording yet i mean that's like a lot of the same members like oh yeah what, it is. what a career to go from like putting out incredible like 90s metalcore records yeah. to putting out incredible like emo records yeah so when I was at breakfast, mm-hmm. the dudes were running their own, like the Further Seems Forever dudes were running their own table. Sick. And so I like met Chad. Yeah. And they were like, oh, are you from this area? Like you said you drove. And I was like, no, I'm from Syracuse. And they are like, Syracuse? Earth Crisis, Path of Resistance. <laughs> like, yo, yeah. how's Carl? And how are these people? And I'm just like, dude, they're living their best lives. Like that's, and it was just this fun moment yeah. of just like getting to like connect and then it clicked later. I was like, "Oh shoot!" Because Strongarm, Strongarm probably played with Earth Crisis. Oh yeah. If they came through Florida or something I'm back pretty in sh- the day. I'm pretty sure that whole like spirit-filled hardcore thing all like ended up playing shows with yeah, with different Earth Crisis. Ones of them, so, like, yeah. Like Zayo definitely did, and yeah. Um, yeah. I would I mean, also say Further Seems Forever might be one of the first. Like, other than MXPX, one of the first, like, tooth and nail, like, crossover bands as yeah. well. Like, Further Seems Forever was not huge in the Christian world by any means, yeah. right? Like, they never played Kingdom Bound if for the people here in this yeah. area or anything. They played, like, Cornerstone. Yeah, and they like, didn't really have any, like, Christian really. content, yeah. But, like, yeah. But they were everywhere. Not, like, non my non-Christian friends knew that band. Yeah. So it's, like, weird. Yeah. Did you ever listen to Holland? I guess we'll, I we'll move not. on. Um, <laughs> I saw that one on this list, and I almost said, hey, this one's on here, but we should just... I don't even know anything about it. Uh, it's it's okay. It's fine. Okay. Um, it's just kind of <laughs> indie emo. Um, yeah. It's not bad. How did you feel about the re-recording of All Else Failed by Zayo? I don't know if I listened to a re-recording of it. Is that the 2003 was a re-recording? The 2003 was the re-recording of, like, with that lineup. It uh, wasn't the original. So, um, yeah, Zayo is a band that I have listened to, but I haven't, like, I don't listen to. Okay. So, like, I listened to it. I have some of it. Yeah. I would say the, the most Zayo record I know is Funeral for a God. Funeral, Funeral of God, yeah. Yeah. Which is a banger, yeah. but like that's the most Zayo I know. Uh, so I, I mean, I know that you like this band a lot. Yeah, I'm a huge. And Zayo you have fan. like a huge history. Yeah. 
and if you want to talk about it more, go for it. Yeah, I'd love I mean, to hear more about it. So, if you're interested at all in Zayo, you should watch the the Lesser Lights of Heaven, the insanely long documentary, okay. um, which I'm pretty sure is all on YouTube now. Yeah, probably. But it's it's stupid long, but okay. it's. Um, but yeah, I guess they re-recorded that, basically to finish their contract with uh, with Solid State. Okay. Um, they didn't really. Nobody seemed enthusiastic about re-recording this older record with a different lineup. Like it's a, Weird. you know, it's like not the same vocalists. Yeah. And so it's just a different vibe. And like, so knowing that when I listen to it, I don't know. Like maybe if I listen to that without any knowledge of like the backstory, I could have like some sort of more objective opinion. But like knowing how little they cared about making that, it just kind of. I'm just like, well, I'd rather just listen to the original one. It's like the four-year-strong cover record where yeah. just like trying to get off the label. Just like, here's a crappy covers yeah. record. I, I kind of enjoyed that crappy covers record. Though. It's it was, fun. It's fun, yeah. But like some of those songs are misses, and I yeah. think they knew that. Dude, I haven't seen four... Well, I saw them at the last Warp Tour, but yeah. they, they're a band I've seen so many times. And I could see them a million more. Yeah. Personally, you yeah. don't need to say that, but... <laughs> I, I mean, have seen I, them a handful of I times. Would, I would I, see them a whole bunch more. Yeah, like they're just fun. They for a period of time in like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, every band that I was like into <laughs> yeah. was bringing them on tour. So I like oh, wasn't okay. even really necessarily like going yes. to shows to see them. They were just like, oh, Bayside and Alkaline Trio brought them on tour, <laughs> or like. Yep. Newfound Glory brought them. I think Straylight Run brought them on tour. Weird. It was like a, a whole that was like a weird lineup. And the first time I saw them was with uh, I Am the Avalanche. It was I Am the Avalanche sense. and Dagger Mouth. That's a fun night. Cafe Metro in <laughs> is, in Wilkesbury. It was that sick. is the most early two thousand yeah. pop punk lineup you could ever yeah. mention. Also, you, me, and everyone we know was on that. If you remember that yep. band, yep, yeah, of course. <laughs> I feel like they were the also last. Also, a great movie. Weird. I don't <laughs> think I've seen that. But well, it's weird. We don't need to talk about it right now. But it's a weird movie. It's great. Uh, next one's another big one. This is a huge one for yeah. me. Uh, May, Destination Beautiful. Uh, I mean, I'll probably say this about every record that is, every time I follow a record with, this one's a huge one for me, <laughs> it'll probably follow with, changed my life in some way, shape, or form. But May is a band that, like, I'm forever grateful and, like, minorly indebted to. It's just, like, just amazing dudes, mm -hmm. great music, and, like, so grateful for a band that like did something so different at the time yeah. at least within like the tooth and nail landscape and like adding the synths and like it i mean may is an acronym i don't know if you knew that oh yeah it's multi multi-sensory aesthetic yeah. experience yeah the drummer uh jake wrote a paper in college that was based on that whole concept and i mean look it up dive into that but like that was their whole idea is this like multi-sensory aesthetic experience and the whole idea was to be like soundscapes and like making sure that the whole time which like destination beautiful felt like the like foot in the door for it yeah. and then the record that comes out i think it's two years later the everglow yeah, well, yeah. is the like you really get to see their full vision come to life with like the feel like it feels like you're listening to a record and it yeah. like if you look at the booklet it goes with it and like, yeah but anyway destination beautiful however so i got to see them on that tour on that run oh sick with, in 2003 
it was around that time. Okay. It was probably like 2004, 2005 yeah. that I saw them before yeah. Everglow came out. Um, and they were opening, f- it was Armor for Sleep okay. opened, opened. Yeah. Like, uh, what is it? Things to do when you're dead or whatever. Oh, what to do when you're dead, yeah. What to do when you're dead just came out. And then May, uh, I feel like there had to be, oh, there was a band called The Suicide Pack that played before Ooh, Armor I for saw. Sleep. I saw this goes back to the conversation before we started recording, but they were the like very first band on that uh, starting line, Copeland, okay. Guess Who's American Dream, uh, and they're from Philly, right? I, could I be. Think. Yeah. Yeah. So Suicide Pack, Armor for Sleep, May, starting line, open okay. or yeah. headlining, and so we were in a car accident. Like my family was in a really bad car accident just before, like just before that show, a few months, like a month or two before it. Yeah. And like. Uh, and I mean we're not going to talk about Copeland because they're not a tooth and nail band but they did release Beneath the Medicine Tree in 2003 and, and they did they did later sign with <sighs> sign with tooth and nail they do so. later on but anyway uh, Copeland played Syracuse and I couldn't go because I was literally in a hospital bed <laughs> which take care those are the lyrics yeah. and so it's one of my favorite Copeland songs now but uh, so I didn't get to go to Copeland but I did get to go to May because my dad hit up their like TM somehow like messaged their people and was yeah. like hey we were in a car accident recently my son really wants to come but like i don't feel comfortable with him in the crowd right now could he come and like could we just come and hang out before see a sound check and like we'll dip yeah and they were like come hang out before and we'll put you guys side stage Sick. Dude, and, like, and then you guys can go so like we went to the lost we hung out I played pool with the guys from may that's awesome they like signed some stuff i think and like it was amazing and then I think two summers later, I went to Warp Tour, mm-hmm. and May was on Warped, and I was walking past the dudes, and uh, they recognized me, and they're like, "Hey, bro!" Oh, that's I'm like, rad. Yeah. What? Why? Why do you know me? <laughs> Go away! <laughs> but yeah, so like May, forever a band that I will like, uh, and also Destination Beautiful is almost. Like track one through, I think it's like ten or eleven, solid. Every song yeah. is unskippable. I like that record better than I like the Everglow, but yeah. I like I got into the Everglow first because it's more raw. Yeah, yeah. I I got the Everglow for the CD for Christmas the one year, like nice. whatever year that came out. Yeah, and yeah. I just saw them. What was it? Two years ago with Juliana Theory in Buffalo. Oh the show yeah. That you were gonna come to. I know. I couldn't me? make it. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't remember. Don't it's either. fine. Yeah, that's sad, though. May is so good. And they're a band that, like, somehow sounds better live than they do on the record. And it's that, like... I agree. And that how? That was like... Why? Because I was like, I like this band, but I don't love this band. Okay. And I still, like, I'm, they're not, like, my favorite band ever, but, like, my respect for them, like, went up so much after seeing them live. I saw them in 2000. Eight or 2009 at Messiah College okay. with them and the color Fred. Nice. Yeah, and they were just excellent. Excellent. They sounded perfect. That's the best I've ever seen. I've seen them a couple times and that was by far the best, but yeah. Did you ever listen to Soul Embraced? I, they are like a they're like a Spirit filled ish band, right? They're like kind of hardcore y. It's like Zale Light. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I've definitely watched the video because it's on the thing. Yeah. But I don't, like, I was, 
I would have to look it up and be like, yeah, that song. Yes, yeah. that's that song. Okay, that's that. So no, yeah, not really. Their band I never like got into. I've yeah. listened to it, but it, it just kind of sounds like a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what next? about this band for you, Squad 5-0, this next one? Squad 5-0, I like a lot. I figured you would. Um, this is like, I feel like this is your alley. Yeah. If that makes like to me, if like when I met you, I would have been like, "This guy likes." Squat. Yeah, like I mean, and like the old stuff is very like, like ska punk. Oh it's yeah, a, sure. It has like almost an Operation I- not obviously not as good as Operation Ivy. Sure. Because what is? But it's like very much in that like in that vein, and then they had a weird like journey where they got kind of glammy, but it. Yeah. Like, but it was still like it felt more like, it felt more like. New York Dolls kind of yeah. glammy. Yeah, they kept like, that more than like energy at all Yeah, times. more than like the 80s glam thing. Yeah. More like the late 70s still kind of punk adjacent. Um, but that I don't, record is really good. The, I don't want to change the world, but I, I just want to change your mind, is a song that pops into my head... It's so good. That's ...all why. of the time. Like, and I don't even... I, I think most of the time I don't even remember that it's a Squad 5-0 song. Sure. But it just pops into my head all of the time. So, yeah. Thinking about it now, that song could, I mean, not lyrically, but, like, vibe-wise, could be an Andrew W.K. song. I could see that. Like, like, as I'm hearing it in my own head, I can hear, uh, like, Party by Andrew W.K., Party Hard. Like, yeah, very similar. But, yeah, that that song is so good. Yeah. Opening track of the record. Yeah, and it also is, like, one of those songs that, like, that lyric should not be as singable as it is. Like, that's such a clunky It sounds phrase. so clunky, yeah. But, like, I don't want to change the world. I just want to change your mind. Yeah. Oh, it's a banger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brave St. Saturn, do you have any relationship to that at all? Do you even know what that is? I know the band name. It's Reese Roper from Five Iron Frenzy oh, solo project. Oh, that's right. I didn't um, know that. It's hit or miss. There's some cool songs on yeah, it. Yeah. There's some cheese on it. Oh, sure. Um... It's one of it's a weird one where uh, Tooth and Nail like edited like when he like he like said hell and pissed on the record lame and Tooth and Nail like edited it um, and I feel like at that point from what I've heard from Reese he was just kind of like yeah whatever and he sold like his like his actual version of the record like on his own at shows and stuff like that nice um, but yeah I mean Five Iron Rules. Uh, Reese rules, but that that record isn't isn't a standout for me. Um, next next one here is a like an artist that I've listened to a lot, but this particular record I don't have much of a relationship to. TikTok Treasury. Yeah, I just looked um, up the record to see if I knew any of these songs, and I don't. Yeah. But like Joy Electric is a band that I've gone back for, and it holds up. For sure, Joy Electric sounds great, and doesn't really sound like a lot of. Other that, stuff. It like, doesn't sound like that era of, like, neon pop music. Yeah. I just watched a, a video about, like, the Metro Station <laughs> Iceberg, which Metro Station is a band I'd neither want to talk more about or endorse in any way, shape, But you still probably watched... I watched almost the whole thing, yeah, yeah because it's an interesting <laughs> story, and I was like, yeah. this band did blow up and disappear, and I yeah. didn't realize... Why exactly? Other than I saw them live one time, and it was the worst. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. For so many reasons. Anyway, but, Joy Electric, however, doesn't sound like all those other neon pop bands like that of that era. No. Like, they, 
They sound they sound like Joy Electric. It really does. Like there's very few <laughs> other things that I've heard that sound like Joy Electric. Um, and we can we'll jump down here to the bottom of the page here. Oh, uh, the Magic of Christmas by Joy Electric, another 2003 release, is one that I have spent a lot more time with. Okay. Um, and it just kind of with the electronic sounds. It just works for the Christmassy vibe. Yeah. And Ronnie Martin, I believe, put out a Christmas record within the last couple of years as well under his own name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, which was also, it was good. I mean, pretty much everything that guy does musically yeah, ends I mean, up being... The Joy Electric stuff is fun. Uh, my friend did say one time, he's like, I saw it live once, and he was like, it gave me a headache. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do imagine live that that could get a little like, all right, I'm, I'm done now. Yeah. <laughs> but like... It's so good. It is really good. Yeah. In small, for me, in small. Well, we could also we could also jump ahead too. I mean, if we're talking about a Martin, oh. Jason Martin, Ronnie's brother, is Starflyer Fifty Nine. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. They yeah. kind of look the same. Yeah. Or they look like they could be siblings at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, old came out in two thousand three, and. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I didn't spend a lot of time with it back then, but I feel like if that if I'm just looking to scratch that Starflyer fifty nine itch, um, that's probably the record that I would go to uh, first because it's probably the one I've spent the most time with. Okay. Yeah. What? It's... I have spent the most time with. Um, Everybody makes mistakes. What year did that one come out? That was ninety nine. Okay. Which I didn't realize was. Yeah. That. Wow. Ooh. It doesn't sound that old. It yeah. sounds like it could have been released last year. Well, it's it's wild too because, like, everything that like, even like the the real early Starflyer stuff, it's it's just like they're just good shoegaze records. Yeah, and it's all so ahead of itself. Oh yeah. Like, bands were not making that then. Yeah. Uh, he also put out a record in 2016 called Slow that was really good. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. Uh, oh, next one on the list. Oh, oh, no, I missed this one. But uh, Fine China, you make me, you make me hate music. Um, is actually, it's like a pretty great underrated okay. record from that year. It's just kind of an indie emo okay. vibe. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say say about it, but sure. I, I liked it when I really. I've listened to the the entire Tooth and Nail catalog because I'm a weirdo. Um, and yeah, uh, that's a they're like one of the bands I didn't know before I yeah I've never heard that band name a day in my life yeah <laughs> Anne Berlin blueprints for the black market boys speak in rhythm <laughs> girls just lie that's probably a problematic lyric probably but um <laughs> such a good song that record is a record that I was like oh this is fine like I heard uh. Uh, one of the other songs on it. I can't think of what it's called right now. But, like, I heard uh, Ready Fuels. Yeah. Right? And I was like, oh, I think that was. I heard rips. that on the, uh, the I'm Your Biggest Fan Volume 2 compilation. There you go, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, the riff, the double bass, like, part is so gnarly. And I was like, this is sick. And then I moved on from that band and then Never Take Friendship came out a couple years later again. Yeah. And I was like, this record is, like, untouchable. That is an 11 out of 10 record. Oh, and wow. And so then I went back for yeah. Blueprints and is a 10 out of 10 record. It is, like, Blueprints, I don't think there's a miss either on that record. 
See, the one that like really hit for me was Cities. Cities is also like a that. 10 out of 10. That one felt like it was like a full, like a full experience to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's my favorite Anne Berlin record. Have you seen them? You've seen them live. I have I'm seen sure. them live twice now. I saw them back on the Never Take Friendship run, which was with um, I don't even remember all of the bands that played that night, but I do remember The Sleeping opened. Oh, sick. Because they had like a little plastic robot they put on the speakers. It's a weird it's like a weird mix of bands, but And it's cool. Anne Berlin played, and I couldn't tell you any of the other bands that played that night. Oh, Built Overnight, which was a Syracuse band. Uh, Caleb, Micah, Caleb from Long Since Forgotten. Okay. Was it was he fronted built overnight and it was like Thursday worship okay. kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, it was like one of my favorite bands at the time. Nice. So built overnight and the sleeping and there was probably one or two other bands but I don't remember now. And so I saw that and then I just saw in Berlin at I Matter last summer. Okay. And how how were they both of those times? S- flawless. I've seen them be incredible. Okay. But then I've also seen and like circumstantially it may have been they had played all of Warp Tour yep. and then they came and played Purple Door Fest because yeah. that's always that was always at the end of the summer um, and his voice just was blown out and also yeah. like sometimes if like if his voice isn't like way 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 up in the mix like probably higher than you think it needs to be yep. it doesn't sound good it needs to yeah. be like soaring yeah I've heard that from other people as well but like They've seen Anne Berlin, and it's been hit and miss. Yeah. I was like, both times I saw it. And the other thing is, like, the first time I saw it, I was a kid. I was young. I was in high school. And, like, having the time of my life seeing Anne Berlin. Yeah. It could have been awful. (laughs) I wouldn't have noticed. That's like, there was a pop-punk band. (laughs) Why why am I hiding? (laughs) Nobody cares. Man Overboard. I loved Man Overboard for so long. Yeah. And all my friends would be like, how? This band is so bad live. And I'm like, no, nah, I love it live. It's so fun. I finally like sat back and just like watched one of their sets one time, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, he can't sing. This is not that great. And then they played like another song, and I was just like, don't care. Love this song. So stoked. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw Man Overboard on the... You may have been at this, the Pop Punk's Not Dead tour, Newfound Glory. Of course I was there. In Buffalo? Nope, in Syracuse. Okay, because okay, I saw it at Town Ballroom. I saw it at the Lost Horizon. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's wild that it, like, yep. in those two different cities, we're in such, like, different sized venues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so packed, you couldn't, like, I was crowd surfing to Sick. Wonder Years, couldn't go anywhere. Like, literally couldn't go down yeah. because the crowd was too packed. And so I'm just, like, staring at Soupy, like, hey, dog, let's keep singing these <laughs> lyrics together, I guess. We've already had this moment. I need yeah. to disappear. But anyway, in Berlin, blueprints for black markets. I, I would I would put it in the B tier if we, Ooh. in our hypothetical tier list. Like I said, I like it. I, I don't say that's I not a hot take, but I would it, say it's it. a warm take. Yeah. Glass for Arsons, Ready Fuels, Foreign Language. Foreign Language really pushes it for Honestly, me. Honestly, it's the it's like probably the, their record, other than I probably missed a couple of the later ones, but like the, the it's the one that I spent the least amount of time with. Because like I said, I, I sure. spent more time with Never Take Friendship Personal, and Six. I... Yeah. 
Cities is a work of art, though. Yeah. Like, that's the one that I feel like it's the most complete... <laughs> like, that's the S tier out yeah, of there Cities is kind of like Reliant K's Forget and Not Slow Down for me. It's just I love like, that record so much. They just exist over here, off to the side, away from all the other... Like, it's like, here's your top three records. It's like, yeah, Forget and Not Slow Down is not number one. It's number zero. It's literally, it's <laughs> up here. You can't move it. Yeah. Now number one is. <laughs> yeah. Speaking like, of which, I, I should have. Cities would be for me. I should have gone to see them in Buffalo last year, and I didn't. Or two oh, years, yeah, whenever it was. Similar. It was similar. That was um, a great night. I should have gone, and I didn't. Uh, but hopefully they'll be back. I, it seems like they've got stuff coming up. That yeah, she well, came out and sang with them on a. Um, Sadie Hawkins dance, sick. Which was sweet. Yeah. yeah. I saw Sadie Hawkins dance. But when it was like a new song, like, oh, that's fun. That was like, <laughs> I mean, we're getting way off topic, but this it, it relates. I mean, it's yeah, it, adjacent. it's adjacent. Um, <laughs> but that the tour, it was the Supertones headlining. Okay. Switchfoot. Okay. And sure. Reliant K was the opening band. With sure. The three of them. <laughs> and it was, which is wild to think about, how much more successful. Like, uh-huh. mainstream-wise, both Switchfoot and Reliant K oh, yeah. were, like, it was the Supertones Loud and Clear tour. It was at Lancaster Mennonite High School in Pennsylvania. Sure. Um, <laughs> and they had originally, it was a nighttime show originally, and then the nighttime show sold out, so they added a daytime show, and that was the show that, that I went, that my dad took me and a car full of friends to, was the, the afternoon show. Um, Sick. And Switchfoot was like, I feel like they had just like rolled out of bed. And it was probably m- not great. Reliant K what was year great. What was that? Uh, was, or what era? Whatever the year before that Reliant K record came whatever, out. Like it may have less? been two thousand. No, it was early. It was like ninety. It was. It oh, was 2000. so it was. It was two thousand. It was Anatomy and Tongue in Cheek. Yeah. So it was like new way, new way to be human. Switchfoot. Yeah. So, yeah, it was before John had taken vocal lessons. Well, yeah, and I, and I love the old <laughs> Switchfoot records. Like, oh, yeah. But, and I've seen them. They're not a band that I am, like, really into. But no. I have seen them live a bunch of times. Same. And they're great every time I see them. But Solid. that time was not, it just was. Yeah. It was there was a, there was a, a switch at one thing. point. Yeah. Like, it was, like, right around um, Beautiful Letdown coming out. I think he took a bunch of vocal lessons or something because everyone I know that saw them before that record yeah. are like he can't sing and everybody since and I mean I have only seen them after that record yeah. and he sounds great he sounds like the record he's like I don't know Switchfoot is a band that I like it's I don't know like I feel like we could do one of these things for like Christian festival bands like bands you saw at every Christian music festival yeah. you went to and Switchfoot is like one of those bands I saw like four times, kind of like Skillet. Yeah. The only difference is I want to see Switchfoot four times. <laughs> Seeing Skillet once is plenty because the show is great. The music. I is saw mid. Skillet in. Also, I think it was 1999 <laughs> when I, I saw Skillet. I like how you just corrected. Me. <laughs> just because we're in youth group mode now. So yeah, no, we are. No swearing. <laughs> Swears are. Uh, uh, I saw Skillet back in the day too at Faith Heritage High School. Wild. <laughs> it was like, it was like Alien Youth era. So it was, the, it was Invincible. It was yeah. that era when I saw them. Yeah. Which was yeah, which anyway. was fun. It was weird. Dude, when they were an industrial band, it was sick. Yeah. Go back for the industrial stuff, and it still sounds cool. 
the new right wing, we love America almost as much as we love Jesus. Like, no woman has rights to their own body era, the current one. Pass. Yeah. Hard pass. Yeah. Vancouver, come back to reality, please. I think anyway. somewhere, somewhere probably in a probably in a box of things that were in the house I grew up in. I have the first the like the, the first C D that had this yeah, and it's got their autographs on Heck it yeah. from that but it's I have no, worth something to someone now. Yeah. Except it doesn't sound like the new stuff, so they're like It sounds like they were trying to sound like Nirvana back then is yeah. really what it was. Because that was even before the industrial era. Yeah, because it was like that record and then they didn't they like put they put out like a a worship record, a, I think. Yeah, which Wild. It was just like, from that, it was like, it morphed into the industrial era, which is gnarly. Yeah. Slow Coming Day, do you listen to, have you listened to them at all? I don't know anything about Slow Coming Day or a couple more of these other bands that are coming up here. Yeah, Slow Coming Day, uh, they actually, we're recording this on the 25th uh, of July, and they actually just dropped a song today. Oh, um, which weirdly like i don't know why but like i guess because i follow them on instagram and maybe they were just the their instagram account sent me a message today <laughs> and it was like hey we dropped a new song so i listened to it it's it's all right sure um but that i didn't listen to this record back in the day but i knew who they were once again because of that i'm your biggest fan com yeah um so whatever track was on on that record i listened to a bunch um we already talked about Starflower. Oh, Looser and Blue. Do you know them at all? Another weird obscure one. Name. It just kind of sounds like it's just kind of like a radio rock band. Yeah. Like it's kind of like it kind of has like like punk emo like energy at times, but it's also like kind of got one foot in the radio rock world and it's which it, is unfortunately where Tooth and Nail is now. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Agony Scene. Yeah, band rips. I didn't spend a lot of time with that record. What was the What was the record that I did spend a lot of time with? Um, Yo. I don't remember what the name the of the self-titled? record. The self titled. Oh, that's the one we're. That's talking the one about. we're talking about. That's the one but, I knew better. Uh, yeah, we bury our dead at dawn. Song rips. Yeah. I loved. So I loved when this band first came out, and I heard it. I was like, "This is different." And his voice, like. Uh, so as I said already, right, I got into hardcore by listening to like Stretch Armstrong, which is a band we'll get to, but like, so I was more into that like punkier like or like Living Sacrifice, yeah. right? Like, if I was gonna listen to that the heavy stuff, like yeah. those are the bands that were like my thing, and so like hearing those like black metal vocals yeah. for the first time, I was just like. I don't know about this. And then I heard that song multiple times and I said, oh, I know all about this. Yeah. This is for me. Yeah. And then, like, 2003, Justin was super into, like, my chem and into the, okay. like, let's wear black, let's paint our nails, let's, yeah. like. Let's did you did look you ever do dead. the whole, like, the, the Not nails? In public. Thing? Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I grew up in a really small town. Yeah. And had I done that and gone to school, I'd probably, I would have been bullied. I feel like harder than I already was. I feel like I, I like there was a point when I was like, oh, maybe that would be that would be cool. And then I was like, no, I'm just, like yeah. I missed like now. It just if I tried that now, which obviously I'm 30, 36, I'm not gonna try. You could, and nobody's gonna say anything. Nobody's gonna say anything, but it 36. would feel weird. 
to me because yeah. it's just not who I've been for 35 years. It would be like getting a face tattoo at this point. It's like, yeah. you no, know, I'm like 34 and I have a real job and why? Yeah. I mean, it, it would be one thing if like as I get older, because I am going to get more tattoos as I, as I yeah. get older. If I built up to that, but if I just sure. Went, if I just went just straight went for the like, face tat, which I'm not, you know, I'm saying. I'm going to become a SoundCloud rapper today. <laughs> Boom. Face tattoo. Yeah. Nothing wrong with face tattoos. No. I have friends that have some. It's, Looks sick. Yeah. It's, I just it's don't not for everyone. One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, uh. It's a, it's a bold move. Yeah. Uh, there is a photo of me at a youth group event that was called Barn Bash, where we hosted bands and, uh, at this guy's farm from the church. Yeah. We had, like, Kids in the Way headlined one oh, year. And every day. Friend Sunday. of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had, a, I had Dave on. Yeah, a long time ago, yeah. They're great people. Uh, Every day Sunday, our, so our youth pastor went to Indiana Wesleyan University. Yeah. Was it a Wesleyan church? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Glass guy Wesleyan church. Okay. Because I grew, I went where I went to high school was at. Oh, what's the, what was the name of the church? But it's like it's in Milton, Pennsylvania. It's the big, okay. like the big Wesleyan church there. My sure. high school was was in a Wesleyan church. So, like, uh, all of my friends, like, a lot of my friends went to Indiana Wesleyan yeah, yeah, and yeah. also, like, knew the Everyday Sunday crew yeah. and all that. So, like, and... Everyday Sunday and Kids in the Way were, like, dorm mates with our youth pastor. Yeah. So, like, so... he knew all these dudes. And so, like, we would do these concerts and he'd bring those guys out because they're his friends. Yeah. And so it would cost us, like, nothing. Yeah. And so they had Nevertheless came out one okay. year. Yeah. Uh, Edison Glass came Ooh. out one year, which is a band... That no know one knows about, but they're great. That band, yeah. That it's, band, it's almost like... Had that band signed with a non-Christian label, they'd be they'd still be a band, and they'd be huge right they, now. That's almost like... It's it's like Circa Survive. It like, it has is, a Circa Survive yeah. vibe to it. Um, and my friend, my friend James Sanders, uh, who's from Long Island, okay. like knows like yeah. at least knew those guys like back yeah, in the day my roommates in college knew them uh, as well from strong island yeah uh but anyway yeah so we uh there's a photo of me wearing like a black h&m like button down military looking <laughs> shirt with a bright like with a red silk tie yeah. and like hair <laughs> and there's also so speaking the supertones we'll bring them back yeah. up again their records, by the way, came out in 2002 and in 2004. Okay. So they didn't have an 03 release, which is sad. Okay. Yeah. Because I would love to talk way more about the Supertones. <laughs> but anyway. We can still talk more about the Supertones. There's no rules. Okay. Well, their drummer was in Unashamed. Did you know that? Yeah. Ethan, right? No, no Ethan no. played guitar. In the, but yeah, Ethan like... played guitar way later on. First, yeah. I could do a whole podcast episode on the Supertones. <laughs> but yeah, Ethan Luck, who's been in every band, yeah. I think, at least once. And every probably even in your band at one point. Every every like you knew it or not. every like major like like I think it was like I could, it could have been I could be wrong but like Arctic Monkeys or one of those bands like he was like and it, he's like been an auxiliary like guy for all of those like and like toured with all of those big bands. He plays drums for like Kelsey Ballerini or someone like that now. Yeah. Which is like, what? Yeah. You were just playing bass for Reliant K. <laughs> Why are you playing drums for this? Anyway. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got to stay working. He's got to OG drummer, Jason Carlson, was in the band oh, yeah, yeah, Unashamed, yeah. which is like OG, spirit-filled hardcore. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, a, there's a photo of me as a little kid, anyway, being obsessed with the Supertones at, like, a church photo, like, of a whole church taking a picture together. Yeah. Small town, 150 people. Yeah. Know? 
uh, wearing like suit and tie with my like nice shade, like those like <laughs> sunglasses from like the '90s that the Supertones always. Did wear. you have the the shirt with the orange on it? I did not. I had uh, the white shirt with the photo of the band with the checkerboard pattern. Uh, okay, because I had the I had the one with the with the orange on it, and I the S. It just it said Supertones, but oh, it had the oh yeah, yeah with the orange, like, the literal orange. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, I kept that in rotation for a long time. I think I even wore it like within the last five years. You should. Um, I don't know where it is right now, but like, <laughs> and I, I will say that like, there's there's plenty of things like, I'm I'm not necessarily about that they're about in their lyrics. Sure. Now, um, and even if I was, it's all like, it comes across as a little cheesy. Oh no, it is. But <laughs> the some of the breakdowns yeah. on Strike Back. Go as hard or harder than a lot of hardcore bands I've seen. Oh, dude, the, they go those so effing hard. Uh, and if if nothing else, Supertones showed me that ska music is cool. Yeah, and I'll be grateful for that because real big fish. Uh, yeah, keep flying. Uh, I don't know. Keep <laughs> naming other ska bands that are worth listening to. Yeah, and I'll, Big D and the Kids Table, yeah. like. Ska is sick, and I'm super grateful that somebody was like, hey, listen to this band. And I'm like, okay, whatever, sure. And yeah. then it's like, oh, actually, these well, lyrics, were... corny. Who cares, though? Yeah. Musically, awesome. And the they were horn parts are sick. Yeah, and they were huge They were the massive in like, Christian music, yeah. at least. Like, and they did that to, like, this, it was some kind of tour. I don't remember what it, like, I don't know, it wasn't Ska's Not Dead or whatever. It was a Ska Mania tour. Okay. And it was them, Five Iron, and the Insiders. That's awesome. Like the three, like yeah, those are like the holy trinity of <laughs> of Christian, Christian ska. ska. <laughs> like it's like Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, Real Big Fish, and like Less Than Jake. Less Than Jake, yeah, yeah. doing a tour together or something. Yeah. All right, beloved. <sighs> have you spent a lot of time with this band? Yeah. Because <laughs> there have been I me? like a lot. But back in the day, I didn't listen to a ton, honestly. What? Yeah. No, you messed up. <laughs> uh, yeah, like they're they're like one of those that kind of, for whatever reason, flew under my radar, and I I enjoyed them when I've gone back to them. But like I like back in the day, I didn't spend a ton of time with that band. So I was just telling a friend that, um, so I just went and saw Under Oath, but I saw Aaron Gillespie doing the Almost at one point. Yeah. And his backing band was Dusty and. Yeah. Um, Joe from Beloved, the drummer and the guitar player, yeah. and I'm just like, could y'all just play a Beloved <laughs> cover quick? <laughs> this Tom Petty cover is cool, but like, just a suggestion. <laughs> one, well, you, one idea. You had to go to Furnace Fest to get that. I know, and I didn't get to go, yeah. but like, Beloved, yeah, dude, Beloved is a band that definitely introduced me to post-hardcore, and it was like, in such a way that was just like so approachable because it is both worlds yeah. slammed together so well and I think it's because like Josh the singer is so much like singer dude like after Beloved broke up he did another band called Classic Case there was I two I think so it's not the classic crime I no. think it's the classic it's Classic Case then there yeah. was, I always get those because they're so similar yeah. I saw a classic case opened at the furnace Sick. with the beautiful mistake. Okay. Yeah. Such a good band, underrated. Yeah. Uh, classic case. Uh, 
there had to be at least one other man and Dead Poetic. Sick. What's and, uh what era Dead Poetic was that? Uh, uh, New Medicines. Okay. And they had like they turned off the lights in the room and they had these like shop lights with the steel plating behind them with red fluorescence and that's all they had on that's the awesome. whole time they played, which was like Ugh. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Dusty was in Red Dead Poetic at that time, and the bass player was the bass player for Beloved as well. Okay. Was Jesse Sprinkle playing playing drums for them? I yet? think so. Yeah. Sick. And so it was just this sick like, holy crap, I'm in a room again where like, why is Beloved not happening right now? <laughs> like, uh, oh, and Copeland tie-in, the drummer for the Beautiful Mistake is Dusty as well. And it was okay. the drummer on Beneath the Medicine Tree. Oh, that's awesome. Which is such a weird, like, yeah. combo. But, um... Yeah, no, I mean, No, Beloved, Failure On has banger after banger for fans of Thursday and... Yeah, and I think that was why, like, at the time, I was just, like, so into Thursday... Yeah, that's fair. ...that, like, I just they just kind of flew under my radar, because yeah. I was... But it's so much heavier than Thursday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, because Josh singing, he went on to do like a country thing after. Yeah. Because he wants to do this singing and yeah. whatever. But Joe goes on to do Advent. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this is hardcore for hardcore yeah. kids. Yeah. Like, this is not even like. Yeah, like, Advent shouldn't. <laughs> Advent shouldn't have been on Solid State, and that's why they released their most recent thing with Bridge Nine, probably. Yeah. And but, like. What, were they on Solid State? Yeah. Or it was Tooth and Nail. It was one of the two. Because I thought they were. I thought they were on Face Down. No, they were a Tooth and okay. Nail band. Yeah. Huh. Um, they never had the the Face Down artwork. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which love Dave Quayle, but you always know that that's Face True. Down as soon as you True. see it. But like, beloved, failure on that record is near perfect. And. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've already you've you have bought in finally. Yeah, no, I, I like it a lot, but like, I guess because I didn't have the nostalgia connection. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this is a really cool record that came out sure. in two thousand three. Like, I just didn't didn't have the nostalgia for it. Fair. Um. Yeah. Next next one on here is Watashiwa, the love of life. <laughs> you spend any time with that band? Nope. I have. <laughs> I've listened to them a little bit, um, but I'm not, like, that into it. And also, yeah. like, I think the the singer from that band I've heard is, like, kind of, like, maybe, maybe, like, MAGA. Um, Fun. So, well, we can Pass. move on from them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <next>. exactly. <laughs> um, Especially since the next one's cool. Figure four, Suffering the Loss. I didn't realize they had a Tooth and Nail release. I only knew their solids, or their face down stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they released that on Tooth and Nail, and, and they were on Solid State, and then... The same year is the year that Turn It Around, the Comeback Hit record, came out. Which is um, a band that I got way more into. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, and I don't know, like, when, like, what month each record yeah, yeah, came yeah. out. If I, if I were a professional, I would have looked that up. No, I didn't know <laughs> that they came out that close. I thought it was like, figure four happened, and they are like, okay, this was fun, and then Comeback Kid happened. I didn't yeah. know that they had an overlap at all. Yeah, and they were like a, it was like a side project originally. And yeah, I didn't know that part. Yeah. Um, and they're another band I, I like went back to later. Um, yeah. And I think it's great. I, it is. I love it. Um, but I definitely have much more of a connection with Comeback Kid. If Just, we're being honest, if we're being honest, it might be better than Comeback Kid. It's not however, better than Waking the Dead. However, 
Yeah, Wake the Dead and Turn It Around are like, I will yeah. forever lose my mind anytime I see that band and they play anything from those yeah. records. I've only seen them once. Same. Yeah, I saw them with, uh, I don't even remember who it was with, but it was in it was in Pennsylvania and it was like a small, smallish venue. That's it was cool, cool, yeah. Saw them on the Kimbo Wants a Pepsi tour. Okay. So it was uh, Make Do and Mend opened. Sick. Which, those are the homies. Uh, and a, a local band called Unfinished Business opened, okay. and then, which are also homies, but yeah. anyway, uh, Make Do and Mend, uh, I don't remember now, but it was uh, Set Your Goals, and Make Do and Mend, oh, Comeback Kid. I think I saw him with Set Your Goals, too, like on a different tour, but I think yeah. Set Your Goals was on that, too. Well, that's because that both bands are really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Grand Incredible is next on this list. Do you know that band? I do, because I'm a huge Supertones exactly, fan. Exactly, yeah. Um, it kind of <laughs> felt like Supertones without the cool hardcore parts. or yeah. the. but I mean, it's Matt and, and Ethan, Ethan. Yeah. Which are the... The, the core members. The most important. The guys that probably wrote 80% of yeah. what you heard as the Supertones. Yeah. Minus the horn parts. Yeah, it's not, it's not one I would rank high. No, it's um, a solid, like, but it's fun. cool record. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, Hangnail. I don't know if I know this Hangnail record. Transplant? I would look it up, but Hangnail. I don't have any service down here. I'm sorry. I'm not connected to your Wi-Fi. Oh, well, open sorry. up your phone, and I'll uh, share the password once it comes up for you. Yeah, share it with the, <laughs> share it with the podcast. <laughs> share, <laughs> share it with the class. No, I meant, like, like because we have iPhones, so, yeah. and we know each other, so it should, like allow me to just give it to you. Okay, anyway, um, I don't know any of these songs by Hang Hangnail, so that means I didn't listen to that record at all. I will say, I had their vocalist on the podcast a while back, yeah. right around last year, or two years ago, when they put out that Christmas EP. Okay. And that was really cool, and their vo their guitarist can just shred. That's like, sick. They're, they're another band that I've kind of, like, they're kind of like lyrically is a little cringy to me at times and I don't love his vocals um, but the guitar parts on all of those records yeah I don't have any signal you're not, get, not gonna get anything I'll edit that part yeah that's out. fine I figured so yeah <laughs> hangnail uh, we could just do the hangnail one again I guess and then we can yeah, I mean, was, uh, I don't really have a whole lot more to. I don't have a whole lot more to say other than their guitarist can shred. Oh, okay, yeah, and, I guess you have all that part then. Yeah. So we could just move yeah, we to just the move next on, one and then. Which I know you you had said is a big one, and I I. Uh, Did I you also nothing spent, this record? No, I didn't nothing it. I definitely listened to it a lot, but it was one of those that I. I feel like I listened to it, but I wouldn't have told anybody I was listening to it because I felt like it was. It was it was a little cringe. Um, Were you a Thousand Foot Crush fan though? No. See that's so the that's thing. what it is. Then. I I like thought Thousand Foot Crush was super corny, um, <laughs> and and I still think they're super corny. Have you listened to Phenomenon? All right. So first Not of all, we're talking time. about FM Static. Yeah. Second oh, I didn't even realize we, we didn't even say it. <laughs> no, we didn't um, get that far. FM Static. What oh, are you Phenomenon's for? on the list too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just start here. We can, yeah, we can combine Thousand those Foot two. Crush Phenomenon. Okay, so the reason we're talking about both bands is the singer and the drummer from Thousand Foot Crutch were also the singer and drummer in the band FM Static. 
FM Static probably got, at the time, I would argue, more famous than Thousand Foot Crutch. Because they were everywhere. It was in Hollister. You could go into Hollister. Did you know this, by the way? You could go into Hollister no. back in the day. And on the like one side of the cash registers... So this is like one of the main reasons my friends and I would go in there even <laughs> is like you could select different songs to play that like were a curated playlist yeah. type thing. And they had like FM static and the rocket summer and like <laughs> Jack's mannequin and like those hello goodbye, like that yeah. kind of stuff. So it would like, we would just go in and play like these different songs that we wanted to hear <laughs> for like the two minutes basically. Sick. So like I would argue FM static got like mildly more popular for the moment. Thousand Foot Crutch has definitely had the longevity on them. Yeah. Because who doesn't love butt rock at a certain Throw, point in their life, your right? <laughs> Dude, listen, the song that song is really corny, but Phenomenon as a record hits so hard. Okay. Like, and their old stuff is even cooler, but you have to go into it with like early two thousand youth group. I like, and I definitely mentality. like the I, I don't remember which puppet. That song is so gnarly, but if you listen to it, that's like, is this a good song? You're going to say, no. <laughs> but if you go into it thinking to yourself, like, I'm at a youth group event in 2001, and this is the band that's playing, you're going to be like, heck yeah, I'm going to mosh on all my friends. And by mosh on, I mean push pit with all my friends. Yeah. And say, bro, this was so gnarly, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I definitely spent some time with, set it off as as a youngin the, their first record the yeah. one before that yeah that's the uh, one that has puppet oh yeah it is <laughs> didn't that song that album also had like or was there a hidden track on it that that was like a like a Yo, kind of pop unbelievable uh, oh maybe i don't remember yeah they did that was... unbelievable cover though <laughs> dog that... listen <laughs> and maybe it's just because I grew up in church, and you yeah. have to listen to some of these bands if yeah. you want to listen to that stuff. How, and like, at least in my house, how much, that's how much how younger it was. are you than me? Because I'm, I'm 34. Okay, so yeah. Like, so it's only like two years. But I feel like that's two years enough at the time sure. when I was already like, I'm kind of out. You on were starting this. to get yeah. into more heart normal hardcore, yeah. probably, and you're like, yeah. Bud Rock. That's not for me. I yeah. listen to Bud Rock. I listen <laughs> to real hardcore music. I saw, I saw Thousand Foot Crutch. Uh, what year would that have been? Maybe 2014? They are wildly good at what they do live. True. It was, uh, it, it was... It is like, you did it. <laughs> Weirdly, it's so... like not bad. Yeah. It's not like, Skillet at least has the show, right? Yeah. Like, it's like fireworks and moving things and a cellist and... Yeah. It's like, okay, that's wild. Yeah. Your music is still mid at best, <laughs> but like... Show was insane. Yeah, Thousand Foot Crutch doesn't really have a crazy show. They just kind of the songs are fine. Yeah, they play them <laughs> just the way they were written. <laughs> it was it was them and uh, what was the name of the like the band that head from Corn in Love and Death or whatever or something like that. Oh, he had a band. Brian had Welsh's yeah. band, whatever. Yeah. I don't remember what he called um, his band either. And then The Wedding, which was... Oh, dude, that's which, a cool The Wedding band. was sick. Yeah. Um, they don't belong on that show. No, they didn't at all. Um, they should be with the I Am The Avalanche show. I know, right? And they were... <laughs> so they were like friends of friends. I don't know them. Okay. Um, but they needed a place to crash in Rochester. That's gnarly. And they crashed at my apartment. Sick. So it's so weird. Like, I was like, how weird is it that like... 
a band that's currently on tour with a with a member of Corn <laughs> is sleeping in my apartment. That is kind of sweet. It's actually. Real weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the weddings. That band was real sick. I saw them yeah, band... uh, like a handful of times early on too, and they were um, oh. excellent live. I love that first their first record. I like the stuff after. I like Polarity is a Polarity lot too. Is but the record I know. Um, the oh. one before that is the one I spent the most time with. That makes me think of the band The Fold. Okay, I know the name, but I hadn't. They really had a record listened. called Your Secrets Make You Sick, and okay. you should listen to it. Okay. It's so good, but like. Both of those bands to me are bands that like, or like uh, Sub Seven, if you know that band yeah. at all. Like, they're all bands that were I like. I think a member of Sub Seven died or something, like, real tragically. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I don't all really three remember. of those bands are bands that wrote like really cool, like, scene records, like, Warp yeah. Tour kind of records. And but they were on the wrong they label. They were on a Christian label, and, and it like, got Flickr didn't really have. Like, because so, some oh, of the gosh, labels, yeah, like, like some, some of the labels, like, back then had, like, better distribution and, yeah. like, more mainstream crossover, but Flickr didn't really seem no. to have that. No. So that's why bands like Kids in the Way didn't really, like... Take off. Yeah. It got big for a second, but it yeah. was never huge. Yeah. Same yeah. with, like, I mean, I had uh, Matt from Eleventy Seven on the podcast a lot. Dude, Eleventy Seven was a Dude. cool band that wrote weird songs. Yeah. Dude, they're... they're the the record they put out like cool two years weird, ago yeah the record they put out two years ago is still one of my favorite records huh. i love it um it's called basic glitches okay and it's so good it's like all electronic Sick. and yeah big fan all of right. that record fm static however so thousand foot crutch yeah. mid phenomenon was a record that for me that year when it came out we listened to it a lot in my friend's car okay we would drive to youth group yeah we would listen this phenomenon <laughs> right like early justin was still hearing these heavy riffs yeah. and was like i don't know what it is but there's something <laughs> about the riffs that are driving me into this yeah fm static however i always knew i was more into pop punk than i was into anything else yeah and fm static was this great pop punk band that i could listen to with my family if i want like if I got to listen to something, I could put that on in front of my parents, then we're going to shut it off because it wasn't yeah. bad. It was good. And it's like, it's decent music, but it's his voice on an F, on a pop punk record, yeah. which doesn't exactly fit, but like... Like, if we put it on, I would know almost all of the lyrics. Oh, yeah. For sure. And it doesn't hold up. I will <laughs> admit that. Like, I've gone back for it, and it's bad, yeah. but like... I still love it, definitely, maybe. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Did you spend a lot of time with the first Hawk Nelson record? Yeah. I know that's like a, like kind of in the same... Oh, no. Hawk Nelson is definitely a band that I didn't tell people I liked. Yeah. But, like, all the boys and the girls and the people making noise, let me hear you shout, bring them out, bring them out. See, I was more, before, like, the, the, the first... to the president. Yeah, that yeah, record, that I, was, is... I was into way more than that. That was on um, the Hollister thing because oh, of wow. California. Yeah. That's a great song. It's such a good... It, yeah. Anyway, Hawk Nelson, another band lost to the K-Love. I mean, there's a whole there's entities, a whole story behind that whole thing, aware, which isn't our story. Really, yeah, and it's yeah. fine. I did hear uh, the original vocalist was recently on, I think it was the Labeled podcast, Ooh. and talked about that. And he actually he put out another pop-punk record post-FM Static, Post Hawk Nelson. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I downloaded it. It's in my Apple Music, but I haven't listened to it yet. Okay. And I'll shout it out 
when I yeah. find it here. Lights Go Down is the name, and the an EP called We Kept It Alive. Um, he put out in 2020, so go check that out. I'm eventually going to when I get to it. Yeah. Dude, this album art for Lights Go Down is sick. It reminds me of uh, uh, Craig Owen's Cinematic Sunrise. I can see that, yeah. Like, this feels like everything I want out of like a early 2000s like yeah but it, I guess it's like an actual like pop punk record which I'm excited to get to and listen to when I yeah I'm gonna get around to I it I just added that as well now Sick. I'll be stoked on hearing that you're welcome lights go down yeah Hawk Nelson guy <laughs> free 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 shout out <laughs> for you for making really good records and so we'll hope that this one is also really good Stretch Armstrong is the next one on the list <sighs> This band is so good, and I would say is quite underrated outside of the Christian circle. Okay, yeah. Outside the Christian circle, kind of an underrated band. Like, within hardcore, I think. Like, they do not get the same, like, treatment that other hardcore bands from the 90s got. And I think it's because they put out bad records. <laughs> They did, yeah, they, they weren't like, all... Engage, this record, Engage, is not a banger. They weren't all winners. And Free At Last has good songs, but is not a great record. Devil Shoots Devil is an incredible song, though, and that's on this record, oh, Engage. Yeah. Um, have you seen them? I have not. I saw them at Purple Door one of those years. I don't remember what, like, yeah, between, o- between 05 and 09. Sure. Um, and they... I don't think I don't know if they were on Warp that summer too. Okay. But it was another one of those situations where they had toured that whole summer, and yep. then they came and played this fest, and like they were trying, yeah. but you could tell they were just like worn out. Yeah, like that it sucks. was. Um, I was disappointed because I was really excited to see them. Um, uh, next one. However, hold on. Oh yeah. Passion fills the void. Rituals of life and Re- revolution transmission are all great records by yeah. Stretch Armstrong. Like, those first three records are killer. Yeah. Even though Rituals and Compassion have a bunch of the same songs on them. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. Also, those were Tooth and Nail releases, just older records. Yeah. Anyway. Spoken. I'm assuming that they're another band you probably saw a lot, because they were another band that toured, like, specifically toured, like, all of the Christian, like, events and festivals during that during that period i actually never saw spoken oh wow see i saw them i was i was definitely still in high school so it was maybe 2004 2005 um at a place called the ground floor in williamsport pa with it was them so spoken kids in the way sick um Last Tuesday, okay. they were homies. Um, they were from they were from Harrisburg, and they put out a record on Mono vs. Stereo. Sick. Um, and Matt Thiessen produced one of their records. Yep, that makes sense. Um, big fan of them. Um, what's up, Carl? If you're listening, <laughs> um, I don't know. He might be. You know. Yeah. He's he's a friend of the pod. Uh, yeah. Spoken's a cool band. They have some cool songs. I feel like they're kind of one of those that has kind of. I, I know this record, but I haven't followed them, and they kind of seem like they've kind of just kind of changed their style enough 
to just kind of keep yeah keep going it's like demon hunter for me it's like you had some sweet records and then you got like one song that had like radio play yeah and then you just kind of kept leaning into that and i like don't hate you for it it's just not but i'm I'm not here for it and i'm happy that your new audience loves it yeah but like you lost me yeah but that's fine lose me because you gained 17 more new people yeah so I, like, I liked the first Demon Hunter record, so or parts on that record, um, and then they kind of lost me after that, but there are parts on that first record. Some of those riffs are sick, I think. They're a band that I... Okay, so back in the day, I was like, oh, they, they sound too like mainstream, like radio rock. Sure. At the time, I was not into it at all, um, but then as I did my... So Summer of Darkness, uh, Demon Hunter was like the untitled, like the self-titled was yeah. the first first record, um, which they still play Infected when they play live. Word. Which is sick because that song rips. Yeah. Also Jesse Sprinkle. Yeah. Um, they're like. They're... I also have more fun Demon Hunter fact for you. But, oh yeah. Yeah, keep going. I was just gonna say like I didn't like them back in the day. I heard the singles and I was like, oh, this just isn't for me. Um, but as I did my whole listen mail. through yeah um there were definitely some bangers on that first record and i probably a couple on that second one as well the, yeah the second um, one's the one i like the most so the singer of demon hunter and his brother owned yeah. a graphic design company that was the graphic design department for tooth and nail and solid state records yeah. and now they own their own company separate now obviously yep. And they've done stuff for, like, Target and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, huge stuff. But they did all of the stuff back in the day. So almost every single one of these records we're talking about, they most likely did the graphic design for it. Yeah. Which is, like, that blew my mind. I was just, like, I had no idea that these dudes, like, did artsy stuff. Incredibly talented guys. I love, like I said, I love that first couple Demon Hunter records. Yeah. But, like, none of that screams, like, we like art. <laughs> True. Right, like, there's just, like, call it stereotyping, whatever, but, like, there are certain fan bases that you're, yeah, like... Yeah, it's not, not the these most... These people probably really like Monster Energy drinks, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's, like... Yeah. No shade, uh, Monster's fine. Well, yeah, like, and there's nothing wrong, but, like... <laughs> yeah, there's definitely, like, aesthetically... <laughs> Yeah. It's, a, it's a whole different vibe there from, are, like... Yeah, there's genres and people that really put... American football is a band that puts their whole heart into every aspect of the record, yeah. right? Like, the aesthetics of the record mattered a lot to that band. Yeah. Demon Hunter is a band that I would say has put a lot of time into, like, the logo. Yeah. But, like, they just use the logo over and over. It doesn't really feel like there's this huge aesthetic thing yeah. to it. But, like, that dude does actually care about everything about that. Yeah, well, and if you go back to... has helped care about every band I love's yeah. aesthetic, almost. And that's insane to me. Yeah. Well, if you go back, those guys were in Training for Utopia. Yeah, that's Which it. is, like, incredible. Like, I feel like... I mean, obviously, I could take the conversation in a different direction because they just dropped a single and it's different than their other stuff. I hadn't listened to it. No, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying uh, Code Orange. Oh! The last couple Code Orange records yeah. just kind of sound like they were real into Training for Utopia. I don't okay. know I don't know if yeah. if they, or they just were that or whatever. Of but yeah, like, that, like the kind of more like experimental yeah. like, kind of weirdo shit. Yeah. Um, 
but still like hardcore. No. Um, <laughs> Training for Utopia had a music video. I don't even remember which song now, but it scared me as a kid. I had to shut it off. <laughs> I remember being a little kid at home watching that DVD, and it came on, and it was dark. And I was like, nah. <laughs> and I didn't go back for it for years. And then I finally went back for it, and I was just like, yup. But it was like after I'd gotten into the chariot and other yeah. stuff that was definitely influenced by them making weird music, right? Yeah. Like, Chris Caravas said that about Further Seems Forever during the set. He's like, I'm forever grateful for being in this band with these guys because they make the weirdest music. Yeah. And they've helped me make weird music, which... You listen to Dashboard. There's nothing it's weird not, not about that weird. it. Well, it's very he uses, straight. He uses some weird tunings, but like it's but it's extremely <laughs> yeah. straightforward. It's very straightforward. Dashboard is like, you, if you try to say one bad thing about that band, I'm gonna punch you in the face <laughs> in my own house. No, and I'm not going to say anything. But like, I love Dashboard. But like, specifically those first couple records. It's very straight. Oh my gosh, I still I just went and saw them with ca- counting. I almost said casting crowns. <laughs> Dude, you're in youth group mode. It would be a wild night. You're in youth <laughs> very, group mode. Very, very different bands. Anyway, the Counting <laughs> Crows, however. Yeah. And uh, his wrong notes sound right. And it's like, yeah. why? Who are you? And why are you not a human being, Chris Caraba? Yeah. Like, go back to your home planet. Who and are I, you? <laughs> and I, I feel like you've probably had the experience of being in a car full of people screaming along dashboard confessional lyrics and it's and it's a it's a very beautiful cathartic moment when those things happen definitely uh two friends and i were in a car one time and our my friend took my ipod because at the time i had had the entire discography on there yeah and we just played a game where like he put it on shuffle and he would just skip a song and like we would tell him to pause it and the two of us would try to guess which song it was (laughs) by just hearing like the first second of the song basically and it was really absurd. There was only one song that we didn't know, and it was because it was like Bender's remix of like one of the Swiss Army Romance songs. Yeah. And it's like, how am I gonna rem- like? I don't. I'm too busy listening to the original. One uh, time, this is this is something I don't think I've ever shared with anyone publicly. Uh-oh. But one time when I was in high school, I accidentally referred to Chris Caraba as Chris Tomlin. And, and I don't think, I don't know if anyone realized it, but I was so embarrassed by that, and I just moved on and prayed that no one ever noticed that that's Come what on, I said. lift your hands. And as for no God. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're the same person. They're both like, same, you know, like same five era, feet tall. Same name. Uh, both same play name. acoustic guitars. Acoustic guitars. They sing know. really high. Yeah. <laughs> They get everyone in the room to sing with them. True, true. I mean, in another world... Have we ever seen them in the same room at the same time? In another universe, Chris Caraba could have been a worship pastor. What if Chris Caraba is Chris Tomlin? He just spikes his hair when he's Chris Tomlin. Yeah, I don't know. We don't need to turn this into a conspiracy podcast. There's enough of those. True. Uh, Especially since I want to talk about this next record. Oh, I'm excited that you want to talk about this next record because, okay, Sidewalk Slam and We Drive, that record is so good. Like, such a great pop-punk record. Yeah, I didn't recognize that until way late, but, like, I listened, I heard the single, whatever, uh, the song about the newspaper or whatever it's called, I can't remember what it's called now, but, like, and I was like, oh, this song is fun, and then they put out another single from that record, and it was, like, one minute long. 
and like I remember on TVU the guy being like, I bet you go to a Sidewalk Slam concert and they play fifteen, they play like thirty songs <laughs> in their twenty minute set, and it's like, no, I bet they do. And as a person who now listens to like Trash Talk and Ceremony yeah. and all these other power violence bands, it's like, yeah, 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 no, all of those bands play like fifty song sets in twenty minutes because. Why write something longer than a minute and a half if you don't need to? Yeah. Like, did, did you follow uh, Run Kid Run after Sidewalk Slam? Yeah. Of course. Uh, I know. I don't know if it's all the same members. It's definitely the same vocalist. Yeah. And probably some some other crossover. And Run Kid Run was also at Hollister. At what? Hollister. Oh, at Hollister. Yeah, you could listen to Run Kid Run in Hollister, and I would go in and put Run Kid Run on at Hollister. And We Drive was produced by Bill Stevenson of. Okay. Uh, of uh, the Descendants and oh. all that, yeah, he's like Shoot. produced a million other records, that and makes he's like, sense. yeah. So I'm assuming it was, I don't, I don't, yeah. So it was probably at the Blasting Room, or they, because I couldn't remember if it was if it was him or if it was Barry Pointer who who did okay. that record, but it was it was Bill Stevenson. So I also remember back in the day, I think it was in like a CCM magazine or in a, an HM magazine. Did Dude, you get I, those back in the day? I definitely did, and I wish I still had all of those. I know, but like. Uh, Sidewalk Slam had a thing where they were like, design our logo for us and you can win this stuff. And I think it was before And We Drive even, and they had like okay. the spiky hair yeah. and the like leather jackets and the whole like punk thing. And my mom like helped me come up with different things like as designs. <laughs> and it was just us like cutting things out and like writing on pieces of paper and then like putting it on the copier to Sick. make it so it was like one piece of paper instead. And yeah. it was like, a foot like stomping down on a sidewalk with like a bible and like (laughs) it was like real bad but like i thought it was so cool and like it was just cool and that's like one of my first memories of like doing something graphic yeah and like working with mixed media art and like trying stuff and uh that's wild and i haven't thought about that in years but sidewalk slam and we drive is a record that if you like pop punk at all you should it's, listen to. It's definitely worth your time. And you don't have to love Jesus to realize it's great because I don't even know if they really even. I, I don't think they were one of those bands that really hit that real hard. Even like. Yeah, I do. I know there were some songs on the Red Kid Round record that were kind of. They were probably like more. on the line of like yeah. kind of being worshipy. Yeah. Which, um, whatever. Yeah. No. But, no. No, uh, no. No shade being thrown. No. I mean, sometimes those are corny. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll say it for you so you don't have for to. For sure. No, I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> as the youth pastor, I'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those are corny and AF. As, as the ex... <laughs> Ex-vangelical? <laughs> yeah. The... can't believe that's the first time that word's been used on a tooth and nail podcast. True, I know. It's 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 wild. <laughs> I was trying to look up... There was another like pop-punk record from that era that Barry Pointer did produce. And really, the only reason I was looking this up is because... I was on his Discogs page, just looking at all the records he had produced, mm-hmm. um, which he produced a ton, um, not just from the Tooth and Nail world, but a lot from that world. Um, and someone, because you know how they have like aliases and, and other like mm-hmm. whatever on uh, on Discogs. One of his was Barry Poo Poo Pointer, <laughs> and I've always remembered that. So that's. Time will pass you by. That was the second video I saw. Carmi Times. That was the first one okay. I was trying to think yeah. of. Okay, yeah. We only have two more as far as the proper 
Like yeah. there were, you know, there we were. We really have one more because I don't even know the Fighting Jacks. I don't know. I don't album. remember what that band sounds like. I've listened to it, but I don't remember, so I have nothing to and say I either. I can go on about the first one because yeah. if you listen to the first podcast, yeah, that I was on with you, we talked about that band a little bit. Yeah, Bleach Astronomy, go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this band is perfection to me. Uh, yeah, this band. I mean, it goes all the way back to like way earlier than the two thousand, like. This goes back to, like, the 90s when I saw Bleach the first time at Acquire the Fire here mm. in Syracuse at the War Memorial, and I talked to their guitarist because he was wearing a tooth and nail jacket, Sick. and him and I, like, talked for a while that day, and he was just like, well, this is so nice to talk to someone who, like, is normal. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I'm sure that happens at those stupid youth conferences. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I talked with a dude from... Uh, I don't even remember what metalcore band he's in, but like it was one of the bands at I Matter one year. He was wearing a Gaslight Anthem shirt, and he was yeah. friends with one of my friends from college. Okay, and so I was just like, "Oh, hey, man, Kyle wanted me to say hi," and he's just like, "Kyle, how do you know?" <laughs> and like, and then from there, him and I just connected the rest of the yeah. day, and like we talked throughout the day. But anyway, Bleach, Sam, an amazing person. Uh, again, for the first time, which is the record before Astronomy, is like. Is that the one with We Are Tomorrow on it, or is that on Astronomy? That's I on can't Astronomy. Remember. Okay, yeah, sick. No. We Are Tomorrow is on, again, for the first time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, again for the first time. Yeah, We Are Tomorrow, Celebrate, Broken Your Head, Baseline. Like, this record has no skips, and, yeah, Astronomy has no skips, and every time I saw the, I saw them a few times on the astronomy run, mm-hmm. and they like, Davy would walk out. Uh, shout out Davy, who was on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, because of you, you you were the one who, who told me up. I should uh, reach out to him. And uh, like you were saying, like Davy, uh, like not to gas you up too much. If you happen to listen, Davy, I don't know if you do, but yeah. you know, uh, you can, like tag him or something. Like yeah, that. no, it was. <laughs> It was cool because, like, sometimes when you, ha- like, I've done a lot of these with people I haven't, like, met in person yeah. before, and, like, Davey and I just, like, ended up, like, hanging out. I think we talked for, like, 40 minutes after we were done recording. That makes sense. Great dude. Great dude. dude. Yeah. When I met him, he was immediately just like, that's cool. So, tell me about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. You are a big fan of Bleach. Sick. Nobody tells me that anymore, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, like, yes. why? <laughs> no, but, I mean, uh... So they would open with patience, and he would come out and play it on the piano by himself, and then the rest of the band would come out and kind of like fill it in and just like start with some feedback, and then they'd go into like get up or into one of the heavier songs. Yeah. And it's just like, and by heavier, I just mean like rock. Like, yeah. For those who don't know, Bleach is Weezer for Christian kids. It is like <laughs> that's the closest it's definitely, band. It's that definitely exists. in that vein for sure. Like, I mean, like, when, well, and same thing. Like, I mean, Weezer sometimes, like, got close to being pop punk. Sure. At times, but yeah, like. But they were not a pop punk no. band. It is rock music. It yeah. is not indie rock. It's kind of nerd rock before nerd rock was really. Like, yeah, it's like if nerd rock and, like, garage rock. Because, like, Weezer existed like, as. Rock. A, yeah, like, Weezer existed <laughs> as, like, a, a whole separate thing. Like, it wasn't, like. Yeah. You know, but yeah, like, that. <sighs> When they announced their breakup, I cried. Like, this band means the world to me. This, it, like, yeah. It showed me rock music. It showed me, like, you can write riffs that just, like, rock. And it, 
doesn't have to be cheesy. It showed me writing songs about Jesus in a way that was not like shoving it down a person's throat. And even if it was, there was something accessible to it still. Like even the songs that are like very, very blatantly like Christian still never felt like it was like you must like the supertones. Great. But as we already said, well, they're kind of hitting you over lyrics, the head with it. Yeah. Some of those lyrics were a little yeah. like, hi, my name's Matt, and uh, I've read the Bible a million times. <laughs> like, here, let me show you. I'll prove it, right? Like, we're like, Davies. Calvinism. Yeah, no, basically, yeah. <laughs> Davies lyrics felt a lot more of just like, hey, here's an option that's worked for me. Yeah. And uh, here's why. And yeah. like, and also, like, I've gone, I was going back for it today, even, and it's just like to listen to something like Jaded Now, where like he's talking about genuine struggle and not like the storms coming in and like anything else that you hear on yeah. K Love every day, right? Of like, well, you don't hear, or I don't hear it, but <laughs> <laughs> that someone would hear in like Christian, like the contemporary Christian music today, right? Like, or ever, right? Is just yeah. all so generic that it's like, cool next like yeah well they, they were doing it for a long time because like they oh. they had a whole career before tooth and nail oh yeah with when they were on forefront and were label mates with dc talk and touring with dc talk and audio adrenaline and like thank you for saying dc talk because it reminded me that there's a weird connection here i'm so sure the guy who produced astronomy mm-hmm. his name is like Oren something or other i can't remember his full name right now okay but he wrote Jesus Freak. Oh wow! Like DC Talk. So like yeah, this is like <laughs> talking about S tier Christian songs, right? Yeah. Like, non Christians know Jesus Freak yeah. because it's just that. You know, this is legendary. This is, of a this song. is something that uh, you'll if this because I always have a million ideas and don't have the time to do a quarter of them. Yeah. Um, but myself and my friend John and our friend Travis. Uh, have talked about someday doing a deep dive DC Talk podcast. Oh. And kind of the hook for it is, so Travis didn't grow up at all within, like, church or youth group. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, John and I did. And so he was like, yo, what's what's the deal that, with this particular, like, how was, he was, like, looking up Why at the Wikipedia. Why are people obsessed with this band? And he was like, how, how did a band sell this many records? And I had no, like, <laughs> awareness of it. Um, and so that's kind of the hook if we ever do this podcast where we're going to listen through and talk about it and get his perspective as, um, an outsider. as someone sick. who doesn't have the nostalgia. Um, and I'm excited about doing it, but we just have all had a million other you things going on. But at some point, hopefully... Uh, I don't even remember what the name of it we came up for was. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't say it. I don't want somebody to steal it. Yeah, no, don't. It. It's too good of an idea. That's a great idea. Because I'm, I'm surprised that there's not... It's probably been done, just not yeah. mass-released. Or or it's been done and somebody put out an episode or two episodes. Yeah, yeah. And then it it stopped. So. Oh, no, that would consume me. <laughs> oh, that was good. See what I did there? Did you ever get to see DC Talk Live? Oh, of course. I never got to see him. I got to go to the legendary... Labor Day show at the State Fair. Okay. Which was Jennifer Knapp. Ooh. Jars of Clay. Jars of Clay is great. I'll I'll stand for Jars of Clay still. Uh, there is a 
video podcast you could watch from Semler, from Grace, yeah. where she interviews yep. uh, the singer of Jars of Clay, and they talk about the CCM world and why it's toxic and yeah. ruining music. Uh, yeah. Anyway, within the Christian circles. <laughs> and, yeah, coming yeah. from someone who greatly benefited from that world. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll throw a link, since we mentioned it, I'll throw a link in there. Please do, it's amazing, the, uh, everyone should watch it. Yeah. Anyway, and then DC Talk headlined, and then wouldn't come out and do an encore, and everyone's like, what the heck? Please come out here and play another song, dang it, like your <laughs> DC Talk, we want more. Flip on the lights, they're getting people out of the grandstands, back in the day, still, right? Yeah. This is way back, grandstands still existed at the state fair. Yeah. And then everybody goes home, and then we all wake up in the morning, and it was the year that there was that massive hurricane tornado that oh, ripped wow. through the fair and killed, like, ten people. Wow, what year would that have been? 90s-ish, yeah. somewhere. I want to say somewhere around the Supernatural release. Okay. Like, era. Um, maybe it was just before Supernatural came out, or Supernatural had just come out. It's, like, right in that yeah. region, though. And, like, yeah, I, like... That's the only time I saw DC Talk, and it's a unforgettable because they yeah. were amazing, and b <laughs> horrible like yeah natural disaster. It's wild. I saw I saw Toby Mac a bunch back in the I've day. seen Toby Mac a bunch, and it's it's it's, it's kind of like Skillet. It's like although it's way better actually. I'll it's I'll, actually I'm yeah. Take I've, that back. I had fun Music whenever I saw them. Cool. It's like Switchfoot rather. Yeah. It's like this is cool, and I do like it. Yeah. But I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do listen to Switchfoot in my spare time. And I did buy the 20th anniversary or whatever of nice. Beautiful Let Down. Nice. Because that record is amazing. But Bleach uh, is a band that I feel like no one knows about. There was just a tweet. There's a guy on Twitter that I follow that does, like, uh, CCM, like, uh, charts. And it's, like, okay. Ma March yeah. Madness of, like, CCM yeah. or, like different like he's doing um the seven ball magazine stuff oh, right now yeah and it's just like you vote on like the different ones and he puts songs up against each other nice so it was like shine by the newsboys <laughs> versus um uh project 86 i can't remember which song now though uh, and i'm just like one off drawing black lines that was huge right it's either that it's that one or it's the the next record i can't remember okay. but like uh, yeah Anyway, one of his things was like, "What's a uh, what's an underrated like Christian record?" And I said, "Here's the tweet: Bleach, every record, wildly underrated band. Reliant K was not treated with like the kings they are. Reliant K was not treated like the kings they are by the Christian community as well. Like Reliant K and Bleach sure. are bands that did not get the treatment they deserved. Yeah. And I mean, Reliant K is definitely getting it at this point. Yeah. But like." Or got it at one point. Oh, they also said John Rubin, by the way. Boy vs. the Cynic. For sure. Which is a S-tier record. Speaking of, speaking of news, boys, since we're just kind of going yeah, down yeah, trail yeah. trail, I don't want to keep on going because we've been doing this for a while. Um, but what's your, uh, how do you feel about those early, like not early, early, but like the the peak Newsboys records? Did you have fondness for those of course. As a, dude, I love... Step right up to the microphone. I love Take Me to Your Leader, Step Take Up to the Microphone. Take Me to Your Leader. Um, Shine. Yeah. The record is great. I saw uh, I saw them in at Hershey Arena. Nice. And uh, where they filmed the 
VHS, the Newsboys One Night in Pennsylvania oh, VHS, shoot. and I'm in it. That's gnarly. I'm like blurry as heck. You wouldn't. Yeah, who cares? You, you wouldn't know, but I know it's me. Yeah, own it. And I actually went backstage. Oh, that's fun. And met them. And I actually, I just got this like last time I went to Pennsylvania. I have a poster from Step Up to the Microphone. It's all like because it's been worn. I never hung out. It. It's in real bad shape. Uh, but it's got all of their autographs. That's so nice. From gnarly. Step Up to the Microphone. Um, those songs were just fun. Like, yeah. they were great songs. And I think a lot of that does have to do with the fact that Steve Taylor was oh, yeah. the one who was writing Which, a lot of them. He lives on a different um, planet as well, in the right way. He's one, Yeah, he's another one of those guys who I don't think gets talked about as far as, like, influential artists within, the, like, CCM. We went to Creation and, in 93 or 94, and Steve Taylor was one of the headliners that Oh, yeah, that that's year. sick. With, like, Michael W. Smith was one of the headliners. Michael like, W. Smith in 93 probably would have been sick. Oh, dude, Michael W. Smith has bangers. It's all cheesy, but he has bangers. Their, Michael W. Smith's Christmas album is oh the best, like, the first one, the one that came out in 89. It's all bangers. Is the greatest Christmas album ever recorded. Yeah, he's another artist that, like, once he started releasing worship records, it's like... Yeah. These are fine. Yeah. It's like but that good, but it's like that Christmas record is my white whale. Oh whale, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did tell me um, about that. Because it only got a European release. Yeah. Um, and I've seen them for sale for reasonably priced. I just can't get over the fact that I'm paying as much I'd be paying as much to ship it as I'm paying for the record. Yeah. And so I'm just kinda like eh, You will one day. Someday I'm going to, but Or maybe Andrea will just randomly feel she's, like she's talked about it. She's I need like, a Yeah, Christmas someday I'm gonna, for Adam yeah. and here we go. Like, yeah, because she knows. Like I I'm like Yeah. Ideally though, like how incredible would it like if I found that like just crate digging though? Oh, that would be That would sweet. be like the ultimate, but obviously you can't make that happen. It's just gotta magically happen. Uh, crate digging I found Beach Boys Christmas record. Sick. That I brought it home and didn't look in the sleeve at all. And it wasn't the Beach Boys. And it wasn't the Beach Boys. It was Four Seasons, which is still a sweet record, yeah. but it's not the Beach Boys Christmas record. Yeah. You know what's a good spot for <laughs> digging around here is uh, the place in East Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse Vintage Vinyl. Oh, okay. It's right down the street from Silver Street. Okay. I'm giving him a free plug to everybody that's yet. listening. Um, he doesn't have, like... A lot of like current. It's not yeah, like yeah. it's not like a cool record store. No, it's like a older dude. Yeah, and like those tend to be cooler. But like, yeah, like it's the kind of place where if you're looking for kind of old weird stuff. Yeah, like it's you can just go and dig for hours. So uh, to 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 button up the one thing, it was Shine versus Pipe Dream by Project Eighty Six. Okay, and that one took me a long time to vote on. I did end up voting for Shine, but. Project 86 is a tooth and nail band, I think. Yeah, they were a tooth and nail they're, band. They were solid state. Yeah. Yeah, and, I uh, think. At some point. They definitely released something. Oh. They they had some killer releases as well. And They they had like a major, a couple, they had a major label run too. Did they? I didn't yeah. know that part. Oh, they're, I did know that part. That was by the time I didn't care about them anymore. Yeah. All right. Well, we, we talked through all the, we yeah, thank you. We talked through all of these. I didn't think it would happen. Yeah. No, this was fun. We'll have to, we'll do this again sometime. Uh, what are, I don't know, I just, not that long ago, I put out my favorites of last year, as you probably saw, because oh, I was yeah, way yeah. late. Yeah. Uh, what are you excited about that's come out this year? Uh, like, just because we're kind of at the halfway yeah. point, and... New stuff that is about to come out, is that what we're asking? 
what you're excited for or what stuff that's already come out that you're stoked yeah. on? Stuff that I'm excited for is the Gaslight Anthem. Yep, that's on my list. Uh, the song with Bruce Springsteen is perfect, but that's yep. no fault of theirs. That's Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Being on your song makes it perfect. Um, I have I have a hot take for you. New Code Orange is awesome. I I haven't like come down on how I feel about it yet because I only listened to it once and it is like it's a it's it's weird. Listen um, to the newest song with the idea that Nine Inch Nails released it. The one with with Billy Corgan. Yes. Also, I, think I, of it as like a Nine Inch Nails song featuring Billy Corgan. Okay. And then all of a sudden you're gonna go okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. What else has come out this year that I'm like, I don't remember. It's tough to think back. I have been doing a dive of old music. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like, I, I uh, really like the 100 Gex record. I really liked okay. uh, Algiers record. Um, I, I was just thinking about this earlier. Now I can't remember. Uh, that MS Paint record is uh, going to be real high up there on my list this year, too. I've spent a lot of time listening to that record. MS Paint? MS Paint. They're on tour with Soul Glow right now. Okay. Um, and it's like kind of like hardcore adjacent, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of in the same way that like turnstiles like hardcore adjacent. Sure. Um, weirdly, <laughs> their vocalist kind of sounds like Sonny from POD at times, okay, which, which, which I vibe with a lot. Um, I love the new Knock Loose singles. Uh, I kind of like the LS Dune stuff so far. I liked that a lot too, more it's than I like, expected. Was that? I think that was last year that came out, right? Or the EP came out last year, and the record came it out did this. come out last year. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, but they're about to release another record. Uh, they released a single this year. Um, yeah, man, I am behind. Yeah, that's uh, all right. I just figured if you had anything. Turnpike on the... Troubadours have a new stuff coming out, and that's cool because I like country music now because I'm. I, I've chosen that realm of uh hardcore yeah. retirement like yeah. i play hockey and i listen to country music yeah, now makes sense um <laughs> uh yeah man i don't i don't know those i mean i'm excited for the i want to hear the full core code orange record the the first two singles were sick and they sound like code orange yeah like it's heavy it's sweet it sounds like uh through whatever the record the last record they put out was yeah. called uh and like the, the Billy Corgan song, I think, literally sounds like if Nine Inch Nails released a song yeah. with Billy Corgan instead. And, like, if you think of it that way and you don't think of it as... As a Code Orange song. Like, code... The other thing is, like, I think people need to stop. It's the same thing with, like, uh, Turnstile. Turnstile doesn't get the treatment as much. But, like, stop thinking of it as, like, Forever and I Am King. That yeah. was a different band, right? Like, that's Code Orange. <laughs> this is, like... <laughs> Orange. I don't know, like how code, yeah. I guess, right? Like <laughs> they just drop another word. Yeah, just yeah. keep they dropping words, right? Like they were code they're... orange kids, and if you listen to that, and then you listen to I Am King, yeah, they don't gel. And it's yeah. like I didn't really love the I Am King and Forever era right away because I wanted code orange kids still. Yeah, and I think some people are still like, well, I don't want this industrial era of code orange because they still want. Yeah. The I Am King Forever era of Code well, and, and everybody, people are just looking for things to, like, talk shit about, honestly. Oh, more than they're, more than they actually care about how much they like or don't like any, yeah. like, of course. these records. Especially, like, any of the, like, hardcore adjacent bands that get that kind of, like, crossover into other 
worlds. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. All right. I can't remember anything that came out this year. I can't even think of anything that I'm listening to. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some stuff. Check out that MS Paint record. Okay. It's gonna. It's. I've been it's... listening to Oasis. That's what I've been listening Dude, to. Dude, I also have spent some time with Oasis recently, and. I think they're gonna do a reunion show. I they have know. to. It's. It, those guys hate each other. No, but they said they would if Man City won, and they did. Yeah. So now they have to live up to your words. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Who hates each other more, Oasis or Every Time I Die? Yeah, that's a whole. That's a podcast. <laughs> That's the whole thing. That's probably a good place to just end it. I don't have to cut it. Yeah, we want to hear your comments on that one. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah.